about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming in hot because we only got 30 minutes for you and your friends and whoever's gathered around the <laughs> fucking fireplace. You're just unwrapping a fucking plastic cookie into the mic. Ross, take a big bite of that lemon. Uh, what are those called? Lemony Lem- Snicket? Yeah, Lemony Snicket. Take a big bite of that and uh, and then start talking. Hunting. I like to eat and drink while I have my mouth full. Uh, no, really, take a big bite and then I'll. Uh... We're not recording. Anyway, this yet. is too loud for you. Check, check, check. No, this is it. This is the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> hey, can you hear? Yes. Oh man, what is this? Lemon poppy. That's what it is. Lemon poppy. I wanted something like cakey. I wanted something cakey. <laughs> I wanted <something> to. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to Who Cares. We are a husband and wife podcasting duo. We talk about love and relationships, Mm. and we've just been talking about money. It don't stop over here. Yeah, we just had our business meeting of the week. Couples business, big business, small business, maternity business. We're talking about taking off like a fucking month or two or three months of our life in the summer when this child comes. How are we going to afford that? By the way... I'm Ross. That's Patrick. Hi. Welcome to the show. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're here and we're just <laughs> sparking up the party. I'm drinking a black cherry Waterloo sparkling water. I think this is Trader Joe's. We know how to party. If there's no, one thing we know how to do. Oh, yeah. Well, we retired from partying. That's, That's another true. thing we talk about on this show it a is. lot. It but is. we still party. The party, Sexually. The party's not over if you get sober. Mm-mm. Is that a t-shirt? Party ain't over if you get sober. Let's make it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I promise the cookie will be done soon. <laughs> God, that is the worst way to podcast I know, with fucking I know. food in your mouth. I'm sorry. I know. Everyone hates it. But you know what? I'm pregnant. Fuck you. You also suck at eating and scheduling your eating. I know. You're like, oh, I'm going to do a business meeting and discuss... Uh, money ate. with my husband. Then I'm gonna podcast. Then I'm gonna yoga, go to yoga. I ate. Better not eat. I ate. I had a bagel. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to. I was just in the bathroom on my phone, like we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I stumbled upon uh some news here at the Who Cares podcast. We love. Dogs, okay? I thought you were going to say, we love the news, we love breaking news. <laughs> well, <clears throat> no, I wouldn't say we love those things, although we're involved. We're invested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we love dogs. We talk about our dog all the time. We're big proponents of adopt, don't shop, but like do whatever you want, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is the Animal Care Centers of NYC, uh, mm-hmm. which on Instagram is NYC. ACC and they just posted that they need help. They need to humanely house 500 pets and are doubling up kennels to accommodate a high amount of intakes. They have no more space left for dogs. None. They are waiving all adoption fees in an effort to encourage people to make now the time to adopt foster or foster to adopt. 
Um, so if you've ever been interested in fostering or adopting sweet little pets that really need love and homes, speaking of which ours is being a cunt in her crate right now. <laughs> she hears me talking. She's like, yes, yeah, save them. Yeah. What's the account they should check out for more information? NYC ACC is the Instagram and it's called animal care centers of NYC. So they're an animal shelter based in New York city. Uh, they have quite a few followers. I think they're a very large organization. Uh, they're based on East 110th street, excuse me, in Manhattan. And it sounds kind of dire, like waiving adoption fees. That's kind of a big deal. So they got I a think. lot of dogs. Uh, so yeah. if you've been on the fence, check out this account. Uh, Peggy, our dog, we're coming up on May, uh, May 1st or May 31st. May 31st. Yeah, like the end of May will be one year of uh, having Peggy in our lives. And man, she's really softened my heart to being a dad. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm very curious if I would be as accepting of like this incoming child if we didn't do this dry run with a dog first. I don't think you would be. Because I, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just in love with this dog. I was, Which is why I insisted that we get a dog before we have a kid. <laughs> I, uh, I posted a picture. Guys, I threw you for a loop. Peggy is not our podcast guest this episode. <laughs> but I put a picture of her on my stories uh, yesterday <laughs> that Chuck responded. Uh, you guys know Chuck, friend of the show, friend mm-hmm. of mine for years and years. And he commented on how beautiful she is. And we were, you know, just went back and forth a little bit about. She's like, gorgeous. I said, it's crazy how I'm, obs- how obsessed I've become with her and that it continues to intensify the longer I have her. The more <laughs> she drives me crazy, the more I love her, you know, and now we're going to have a human baby child. Do like the a, same. Like probably it's probably human. Uh, Although you did say to me. The other day that if I just gave birth to another Peggy that you would be fine with that. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. <laughs> if it was a four-legged humanoid dog. Concerning, but fine with it. Yeah. You know? But anyways, uh, um, check out that account. Uh, maybe I'll post something on our Instagram about it also. Um Because just like there's so many dogs and cats yeah. that need homes that yeah. are just like... You know, when this, when situations like this occur, then who knows what happens to these dogs? Like probably nothing great, right? Hopefully they spill over to some other rescues. I'm sure they have like coordinations like that where they like work with other rescues that have room, but if you're on the fence, I actually, I took Peggy to the dog park today and there were two women standing outside being voyeurs of the dog park. And they were, I heard one of the women say, God, I'm so jealous of these people with their dogs. And I couldn't help myself. I turned around and I was like, I was you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, oh, she's like, sorry for being a creep. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I did this for like two to three years, just standing by and the I dog park. I think we had that moment with people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we've had people turn to us and say like, yeah, I did this too. Like, it's yeah, just, it's, it's the, just part of it. It's the tradition of being a park creep, voyeuristically <laughs> yes. fantasizing about having and a dog. And it's like the one place where, like, you can't do that at the playground with children. No. That's creepy. But dogs, you can. All right. I, w- I just want to circle back okay, real okay, sorry, quick. Sorry, big just, picture. Uh, yes. Big picture. We're coming in hot off of a business meeting. Talking about money with you <laughs> in a way that we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Which feels crazy. And only a dog is part of that. And actually, we have to go back. I just added to our maternity vision <laughs> list here. Our maternity vision. That's right. 
You didn't mishear it. That okay? we, we have to think about Peggy. Yes. So Peggy is a category yeah, unto herself. You're very, you are absolutely correct. So I put her on there. I'm going to close you. my laptop now uh, and, and let's focus on what's happening you here. You are correct at that. She is a category. Yeah. Uh, are you going to do the whole cookie, do you think? <laughs> one more bite. Because I think we should just hit pause or... Oh, um, just fucking relax. I'm Jesus. The, uh, I'm the type A here on the Who Cares podcast. I'm done. I'm going to eat this bite. That's it. All right. And you she, don't have to put it away. Well, I'm going to have some over here, maybe. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, been a busy week for us as a couple. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about being in a couple. <laughs> you're really multitasking. You're balancing. You're communicating. Uh, it's we, not always romance in, you know, yeah. hot cuddles as we've been doing <laughs> Yeah, the hot cuds. That's what I would call your farts are hot cuds. Enough. All right. <laughs> Everyone doesn't need to know what's going on. I mean, on. I've had many hot cuts of my own too. So <laughs> we're both. We're disgusting. We are pregnant. We're farting for two. We're farting for four. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For me, you, Peggy, and the fetus. Um. So yeah, business meeting this morning and discussing money in ways we have not. We're we're committing to a weekly business meeting, yeah. just the two of us, mm-hmm. where we check in. We have actions mm-hmm. specifically for ourselves and then together. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are things that we've just learned in all the programs we've been in. Yeah. Because uh, I, 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 I certainly didn't learn it from my folks. <laughs> No. The only, what I remember about my mom and money is that she handled it. Like she dealt with like balancing the checkbook. Like of course. I just remember her leaned over at the kitchen table, like <laughs> balancing the checkbook, like Saturday mornings with like a big pile of envelopes. And like, that was like my vision of adulthood. Like I don't ever want to grow up. And now here we are leaned over our digital checkbooks, yeah. scratching our heads. But thank but God. in a, in a, uh, in a positive way. Yeah. And I, and it does feel good to like, I'm not going into these meetings like riddled with anxiety, which is like really how I felt about anything around money for most of my life. Yeah. And since we've been doing this like new work around money, it's like just something I do now mm-hmm. as opposed to like, Oh God, I don't want to yeah. look at it. Like, yeah. I mean, it was so painful for all of my adulthood. It was just so I just was riddled with anxiety Mm -hmm. about it. And it really, it was like a visceral physical reaction Mm -hmm. to these types of things. So the fact that I'm like not having that at all, and I'm just like, let's sit down with our laptops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's create actions for ourselves. Like it's fucking insane. That is, that's actually is a huge evolution for you. Cause I think <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. I think I've like, we've tried to do this in other forms in the past and it's like pulling teeth, but, but not, not now. only, not only, I mean, pulling teeth in the sense that I was like in physical and emotional pain mm-hmm. doing it because mm-hmm. it felt so terrifying and overwhelming. And it was usually coming from a place of just like not knowing really what was going on with me financially and feeling like 
everything was insurmountable. Yeah, that's funny. It's interesting because I think when I feel like that, when I feel like there's lots of pressures on me from different directions, I get relief from like just frantically checking things off of that list, Mm -hmm. like in this um, a little bit of a manic state where it becomes this like white knuckling energy where I feel like like. Am I breathing right now? You know, like, am I <laughs> breathing? Have ca- I taken a deep like, breath? Like, who cares if I'm breathing? Because I'm getting shit done. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and usually you're just clenched I'm not, up, not breathing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not really getting the important things done. I'm just getting like the superficial, little, annoying things done first because they're easy to get out of the way. And then next thing I know, I'm like all spun out and wired. Yeah. And uh, what I think is giving me relief. Um, just creates more chaos or something. Uh, so this, this is new to me to kind of find, kind of meet in the middle mm-hmm. with that energy and your energy and kind of like consciously and intentionally go through this stuff. Like, uh, like last week after last week's business meeting or sometime this week, I said something like, well, why don't we just do this right now? It was something and you were like, I'm done. Oh, it was like, we, I wanted to look at a video for this like budgeting app yeah. on the phone. And you're like, I'm done with this stuff tonight. Like (laughs) we did the meeting. I'm like, that's why we timed it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And that's new for me because I'm like, well, we're up. We might as well just like watch this thing. Yeah. Uh, So that's, yeah, like we're figuring out how to collaborate as a couple. Yes. You know, man? Yes, man. Dude. (laughs) Uh, So we... We spent most of this business meeting, this couple's business meeting, uh, discussing what we would like maternity paternity leave to look like Yeah, since we are the creators of this design because we do not have regular jobs that provide this Mm. paid amount of time Mm -hmm. off for us. So we have to create the structure in which we want to have this time and figure out a spending plan and what things cost and what we can afford to do. Um, but at the suggestion of people in, I'm just going to speak freely about what is the program we go to, which is debtors anonymous. Oh, no longer anonymous. I think we've mentioned it before, but we were speaking about it really, um, cagely. We, no, but we were speaking about it really transparently on Keith and the girl. Mm. And, uh, it doesn't necessarily go with like the traditions of the program, which is like a part of 12 step recovery, which dates back to the 1930s where you're not supposed to talk about these things uh, to the press or in it's a media lot like fight club. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what everyone always says. Um, and I've never really I understand why people choose to do that, but for me, it's never really served a purpose because I don't have a job that like anything would be threatened by these Mm -hmm. things. And as any of our listeners will know, we're about destigmatizing here. Mm -hmm. Of course, there might be some other fellows that have issue with us talking so uh, concretely about these things, but we do try to just keep it about our experience. But, um, I do think it's helpful to let people know that there is something out there called Debtors Anonymous that can really fucking help you with how you feel about money and your historical trauma. (laughs) And it's also, it's like bigger than just debt. It's just like money. Like if you're challenged at all, like something I've been thinking a lot about in a totally unproductive way is that (laughs) when I... Let her rip. 
six years ago when I was like emotionally bottoming out in production, I was like, I hate it. I, I was so stressed. I was like working on this project that brought me so much stress and it like put me in this place where I was like, if I don't try one more time with comedy, I'm going to fucking walk into traffic and uh, like, I'm just, I can't really live glad like you this. Didn't. Yeah. So I, I basically quit doing production for like a while and I was like, I'm going to live off of savings. And I took some improv classes. I started doing stand up, and you had and quite like, a bit of savings at the time. Yeah. I had a t- like a lot of money and I was just like, <laughs> Bragsies. Well, I'm bragging like that to say <laughs> that, but it doesn't mean anything when you don't have a plan and you're not doing any of it consciously or intentionally. And your relationship is like dysfunctional to the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And I wish, uh, cause now going to these meetings, you hear people say like, like I'm about to inherit all this money. Mm-hmm. I need to have like a PRG, like a pressure relief group meeting about how to handle having a lot of money, which sounds counterintuitive, but I wish somebody, I wish I did say to somebody like, I hate my job. I'm going to kill myself if I don't quit it. Uh, so I'm going to live off of savings for a while. I wish I did that with help because then somebody could say like, that's all good. You should put your spiritual needs first. Yeah. Uh, but let's like look at this and see how to go about it in a rational way. Cause if I did it with help and actual solvency, like I probably would have, found these kind of corporate video jobs I do now uh, sooner. I probably would have budgeted properly and I could might still have some of that savings now. (laughs) Like I might have a child that has a little padding, uh, but instead I'm now like regrouping and sort of hustling again, which is fine because I feel good about it right now. Um, But anyway, the point is that like, uh, this program can help people in whatever kind of... Yeah, that it's not... There are people actually in the program that don't technically have debt, but their relationship to money is like making them uh, withhold from themselves and deprive Mm. and... um, And like that's a form of debt is like Mm -hmm. debting on yourself, Mm. like not providing yourself with like a life worth living. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's like a little trippy man. Dude. Um, but it's interesting cause it's like, it is one of those programs that I, I truly believe that probably everyone could benefit from. Yeah. And, uh, I was speaking actually to this photographer I was working with the other day, this older guy I've known for a really long time. He's like, such a sweetheart. I kind of forgot about how amazingly like sweet and lovely he is. He's like kind of has like a Mr. Rogers vibe to him. And he's about our parents age, maybe a little bit younger. He has kids in his, he's like a 27 year old and a 31 year old. And, uh, he was talking to me about being pregnant was like telling me about his experience with his wife and stuff. And he's just being so sweet and inquisitive and sharing some of his experience. And he's been a freelance photographer his whole life with his family and his wife didn't work when they had, when the kids were growing up and now both of his kids have like hardcore, like full time, like basically watch their dad be like a a hustling freelancer. And they were like, hell no. Yeah. And now, and he was speaking about it in that way that they both, both of their, both of his kids are like hardcore misers, like don't spend money on themselves Mm have like 
they work super hard. They have really intense jobs that pay them well and they've like done well for themselves. But he sees them kind of as like they they don't want to spend money. Mm. And he was like, I really feel like so much of that comes from them like watching me over the years. So it was really interesting to hear him like he, and he said, actually he has a sister that has gone in and out of recovery and he's like watched her struggle with drugs and alcohol. So he's like familiar with this language to some extent. And so he was very quick to like have that conversation with me and be very open. Um, and I was saying to him, I was like, yeah, I wonder like when our daughter comes out, (laughs) She's going to be like these fucking freelance psychopaths, like no thanks. Yeah. But I think that's why we're both, you know, this has been a huge motivation for us to face this stuff so that like, hopefully we are setting an example that like we're, you know, our daughter's going to grow up seeing us have like some weekly business meetings that don't involve like fighting Mm -hmm. and it's just like calm planning and you know, neither of us saw that. Yeah. You and I didn't see that growing up. I mean, my parents never fought about money, but it was like, my dad was in charge of it. And there was that interesting dynamic of like my mom, actually, my mom, and my dad, I think made the same amount of money for a long period of time, but my mom's career had a little bit more like my dad had a lot of shame about his career working in the service industry. And my mom is an educator. So it was like, even though they were making the same amount of money, it was like my mom's career was a bit more valuable mm-hmm. in some respect to both of them, I think. And now she turns out to be the breadwinner over the years, but it's like my dad was always in charge of the money. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to this photographer, I was like, yeah, like the person who has the least self-worth about money in their career was the one that was in charge of money in mm-hmm. my house. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> just like... And my dad wasn't really a depriver necessarily, but definitely an under earner. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's just interesting to like. And to clarify, like you're not accusing him of being an under earner. No. Under earner is like a term people use for people who uh, maybe uh, have self. There's a connection between their self-esteem and what they believe they're capable of earning or what they're. Uh, and and his stuff goes back to like his dad not believing in him and like mm. my grandfather like never thinking he was good enough and my dad kind of like pl- I mean of course this is me just entirely taking mm. my family's inventory but um you know it, it you can just see the family diseases being like passed on mm-hmm. from like one generation to the next and how money is so intertwined mm-hmm. with like self-esteem and self-worth and then it plays out in all these dysfunctional ways and we are yet again trying to break the cycle Mm -hmm. of all of that thinking about under earning there's a uh like sort of a sister program to da there's ua which is under earners anonymous which deals with a lot of the same issues uh and something i find fascinating is that in there they don't track the dollars as well, they do track the dollars, but they also track how they use their time. So mm. it's how you spend your money and how you spend your time. And under earners tend to spend time unwisely, like they'll waste time on mm. things that aren't worth their time. And I like this running joke. I remember my dad uh, had a 50th birthday party where like there was a roasting aspect to it. Like his 
farmer buddies and his sisters like got on the mic and like made fun of him about certain things. And this one recurring joke that kept coming up is that he uh, does a lot of hanging around when he's at quote unquote work (laughs) because he's a, you know, he had his own, he has his own business. He's a tractor mechanic and he can piddle away lots and lots of time if he wants to. And that joke kept coming up. And I was like in college, like 20 or 21 at the time. And I remember kind of thinking, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, uh, you know, but also sort of being like, if that's true, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. And uh, here I am as an almost 40 year old man. And I can totally do that. Like if I let it happen, I hours and hours of my day can get drained away from me on social media or and we uh, have so many more ways to do that now too. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, or taking work that isn't mm. worth my time. Like there was a guy, a comedian almost hired me to do some, uh, closed captioning on his videos. And yesterday, since I got like held up with another editing job, I started like doing the captioning work. Cause I, I need to start doing that with my own videos. Uh, cause I wanted to see if I can do it, what it takes to do mm-hmm. it. Just sort of curious. And then I'm like 30 minutes into it and I'm like, why am I doing this? I've already done <laughs> enough of it to, to learn how to do it. Yeah. I don't need to do this. Guy. I was going to basically, I was going to do one of his bits for him and just send it to him and say, Hey, like this one's on me. But then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. A, that's an under earning, uh, activity to like do free work for somebody. Yeah, like do that on your own video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll do that or I'll say yes to pro- like, for the first three or four or I mean, most of my comedy career, I said yes to paying comedy jobs, not, not stand up gigs, like host the, I was hosting this TV show. I was, uh, I was hosting this kids show. Um, I did a bunch of like other random video projects where I got, I was getting paid dirt for mm-hmm. like a lot of my time. And my mentality was like, oh, this is good practice for me. This is good exposure, like all that bullshit. And it's a waste of fucking time. And whatever money you are making is you end up losing it. Uh, I mean, that's which not is to all, say, that's not to say that there aren't periods where you do have to like put in your time, Yeah, you know, as like a newcomer in some sort of way. But It is interesting because I do think we differ greatly in that way. And that's why I never say that I'm an under earner. Like, I don't feel like that rings true for me. I've certainly had periods where I under earned, but I'm not somebody who like works hard for nothing. Right. (laughs) Right. That does not interest me, which is probably why, uh, I didn't make as much money as I could of like waiting tables and stuff. I was like, this fucking sucks. I'm like, not going to go out of my way for shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and when I first started styling, I think I, I did a lot of free work because I knew that I had to like get my foot in the door, but only for like maybe four to six months yeah. before I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. This is unsustainable. Like, I can't live like this. Like, yeah. where like where are the opportunities to make money? I'm like hustling for literally no money. Yeah. This is yeah. insane. And that like changed very quickly once yeah. I like put that out there and I was like, how do you make money doing this? Because yeah. this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so I think I've, I'm a bit more entitled mm. <laughs> for, for better or for worse. No, or, or you're just more savvy and more, um, we'll see. and I think I'm, that's where I'm at now. Like mm-hmm. I think things have changed for me in that department. I agree. Huh? Uh, like 
with that said, please let me come do your bar show for free. I love <laughs> I love performing stand-up. Well, and, you got to work out. And I, I need my 10,000 hours, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to like host another TV show for somebody who in the end won't fucking pay me anyway. And make uh, you be a producer, writer, yeah. editor. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I, uh, I was on the road all week. Yeah. Missed you so much. And I'm about to head out again. It's a busy March. Busy March. For Uh, the both of us. We're, we're doing that hustle. We're, we're saving for this baby. We're willing to earn. We're willing to earn for this maternity leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we kind of, so at the suggestion of some other fellows, we made a a vision plan, mm-hmm. which is a working document, mm-hmm. a, living docu- a living document. It's a living document. It's a bit of a brainstorm session about what we want this maternity paternity leave mm-hmm. to look like. Um, and they suggested we come from a place of abundance. I yes. mean, do you all just want to kill us? We're going to dream big. <laughs> We're going to dream big with this one. Like, like we use this language, but also like, I just hope everyone knows I also want to kill myself mm-hmm. while I'm using this language. It's very hard for me to be earnest in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, actually, I was talking to a, fr- a friend of ours, Heather, uh, who was saying they have business meetings and weekly business meetings, which they call tax Tuesday. That's hilarious. And, uh, they only do it for about 30 minutes. Also they time it. Yeah. And, uh, so good. Yeah. And, and I was like, Oh, we not only time it, we do a serenity prayer before and after like some fucking 12 step freak shows. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but anyways, we were encouraged to have an abundant vision of what we wanted this time to look like. And so, you know, we, wrote out some dates of like, when do we think maybe I'm going to stop working? When are you going to stop working? Uh, it's fucking weird. Yeah, It's really weird to think about consciously taking time off from work. And also envisioning a time where we have a child <laughs> in our arms. Like it was so that like it was weird. I had a college gig in Nebraska the other day and I'm like feeling so grateful for that. And then my agent texts to say that he was at a conference and somebody wanted to book me in Illinois for August 2020. So I had to think for a second, like, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to take that gig because I have a new kid at that time (laughs) and I should check with Ross first. And I had all this, these thoughts and within like five seconds, so I texted you and that felt so surreal to be like, I know. Hey, August 20th, 2020, I might have a gig in Illinois. Can I say yes? Or should I say yes? Should I tell my agent I'm blacked out for that yeah. certain amount of time? And, uh, so now this business meeting helped us decide, uh, when my blackout period is, uh, for dates and calendar, yeah. not for getting wasted. Um, <laughs> That would be a turn of events. Wow. Wow. Uh, this podcast will really get interesting. <laughs> oh, God. Um, New child and you've relapsed. It's just you. Woo! You're like, hey, everybody, welcome to Who Cares? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, I'm a single mother now. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy, be quiet. Francis, please. Is anybody out there? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's upstate. <laughs> For another 28 days. No, no, no. Nothing like that is going to happen. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. It was cool to like talk that out with you on text. And we decided I would say, yeah, it hasn't even, what's annoying is that he was like, they want to sign a contract today and 
Then, it, of course, no. It hasn't come through yet. Yeah. But anyway, so keep that on your calendar, Illinois, <laughs> August 20th, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of surreal planning that, like, you'll start doing it, and then you're like, what the fuck are we talking about? This is insane. Yeah. Like... And then I met this guy at the College of New Jersey the other night who's so sweet. He has two daughters, a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And he was like, uh, yeah, so you're going to love it. It's the best thing I've ever done, <laughs> but uh, it's crazy. He was like, the first two weeks, you're going to be like, this is so easy. They just sleep. Mm. And then between weeks two and six, they just cry <laughs> all the time. And you're going to start questioning your sanity. Like he's just like giving it to me raw. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was like. He's like pacing back and forth. He's like, (laughs) man, it's crazy. (laughs) Uh, And I wanted to be like, well, I am reading Bringing Up Bebe. And uh, I've learned about the pause. He's like, fuck that book. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, so your baby's not doing its nights is what you're saying. Oh, is it doing its nights yet or? Um, well, that's also why we don't plan on having a second one. Hon, it's time to end the podcast. I know. Guys, we're, we're just, we're so just much getting fired fun. up. We can hit record later tonight if you want, if you want me to leave the card in there. Let's just relax. Let's TBD that. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm going to be running around all through upstate New York for a bunch of colleges this week. I don't think they're open to the public. I think they're all private. Uh, but, uh, oh, New Jersey, if you're in recovery in New Jersey, doing a big, uh, recovery fundraiser show on March 7th in New Jersey. I'll put it on my calendar at patrickholbert.com. If you want to check that out, that's through the not a glum lot group in Jersey. It's always a fun, fun show. So come out to that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, nothing cooking up locally at the moment. Well, and I just want to say we have to cut short because I've got to go meet with my DA sponsor. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's why we got to cut it short. We've got a busy day. I've got a DA sponsor meeting and I've got prenatal yoga. I'm a 37 year old woman and I've got shit to do. And you have this lemon poppy cookie. <laughs> I got to finish this cookie. To finish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so hope you enjoyed our money talks that just happen at random. But the more we record post business meeting, get ready for our Suze Orman tips. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Also next week, maybe we'll, maybe, uh, oh, we have, we did have a listener ask a advice question. (gasps) We did, but we'll We'll, dedicate some time to that um, next week. Maybe we'll have some more questions we can add to that. Yeah. So Um, we want to do general advice. So if you have any question about relationships, we've been together nine years. We're polyamorous. We have herpes. We, uh. We are both you in recovery. We like list off our STIs in this we mission statement. We always do. We always do. <laughs> so the point is, uh, ask us any question about your life that you'd like feedback on. Uh, Patrick we, is tweaking his nipples right now as he's saying this. No, I'm um, like playing with my pecs. He's like, I'm nervous. <laughs> Write us questions. Um, yes. We and you can DM those to either of us on Instagram yes. or the who.cares.podcast on Instagram. Correct. And uh, the question that was asked to us was a personal question about us, which we are happy to answer. But just to clarify, we would like to answer questions for you. So if there are any hot tops out there, 
which could mean top and bottom in the bedroom or an abbreviation for topics I just created. Uh, Please write them to us. We're happy to offer our experience, strength and hope. Yes, I'm pregnant. Yes, we're Polly. Yes, we still see people. I know. That was the question. Are you going to continue? Are you going to continue your lifestyle? Now that you have a child, which we'll unpack it a bit more yeah. uh, next week. And hopefully we have some other questions that we can respond to. We're looking to be a different version of Dan Savage. Yeah, we want to Dan okay? Savage it up. <laughs> we want, we want your cues so we can give you our A's. I'm not taking his, Whoa, I'm man. not taking his catchphrase, but I just want to throw that out there. This is like the vibe, right? Mm. Like this is what we're going for. Send mm-hmm. us some questions. Uh, so you can DM us those at either of our personal Instagrams. Or, or if you have our numbers, you can text or it. Or you just fucking text us. Cause it's like mostly our friends who yeah. <laughs> listen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like somebody wanted to call me cause they like need some advice. Just message me and I'll answer you on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, if you are a fan, you've been enjoying the podcast, tell a friend, uh, we'd love to, we'd love to reach some more folks. Uh, of course. Oh. So. And rate, review, subscribe. Oh, yeah. We please. could use some new reviews. Yeah, there's no Which I wanted to tell you, actually, Casey getting her second mention, second week in a row. Wow. She said she tried to write a comment on the iTunes and it was not posting. Oh, interesting. And she didn't know what was going on and she tried it several times. Oh, maybe I have to do something So I've been, I've been meaning to tell you this. Also, Dave, my brother, also friend of the show says that Spotify does not show up until much later in the day. Yeah, I've noticed that too. So anyways, just some technical. Something's <laughs> going on. But please do try to rate, review, and subscribe. Hopefully we'll figure out the comment section and you won't be stopped from writing a comment because God, we'd love it. Yeah. Uh, and we love you, okay? All right, thanks for listening. B- bye. <laughs> B- bye-bye. <laughs> Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang, 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 bang.